Good afternoon all, welcome to Cultural Corner and today is episode 3 and I'm very proud to bring you episode 3 because it's actually mostly down to the good response that the first two episodes have had and I'm very grateful to that. I'm very grateful to mostly to all of you that are listening and mostly all that are giving me your, uh, your feedback and, and everything else. So let, let's get down to episode 3 and our guest today. Today we have Martin Nusa joining us, who's actually penned an, a new book, and it's a crime novel. It's called Snatch, The Unforgettable Cruise. And a lot of research go, has gone into it, so let's welcome him and he can tell us all about it. So welcome, Martin. How are you doing today? Thank you, David, and thank you very much for having me on your show. Uh, congratulations on your new venture. And yes, Snatched, The Unforgettable Cruise, deals with uh, true crimes that happen, unfortunately, too frequent on board cruise liners around the world. The combination of three years of hard work ended with the research of the International Cruise Victims Association in America and its lawyers, mainly Mr. Jim Walker from Florida, Miami. Uh, between them, they sent me over 1,000 different um, dossiers of classified information from true crimes. Unfortunately, 80% of them are unsolved. And uh, I will go into that later on as to why they have been unsolved. And yes, it's uh, been a long road to get this book published, but I'm happy to say that it's done, completed, and the main goal of this book is to make people aware and try and curb the trend of crime that unfortunately is in the increase worldwide on board cruise liners. Thank you for your kind words there, Martin. I do hope it, the book doesn't scare any people from potentially going on a cruise in particular. But it's like you rightfully said, it's um, an industry or uh, I want to say there are crimes that unfortunately go unseen or unheard of, um, especially if they're not well known. And there's something really drastic happens or anything else. But you hear a, a lot of these of these stories happening quite a lot. How come this came? This subject came to your mind? What was it about it that captured your attention? I was one day looking at a YouTube uh, video, and this um, incident happened. Uh, that caught my attention, which was uh, a lady called Marianne Carver. She went on an Alaskan cruise, and unfortunately, during her second night on board, she went missing, she vanished. No one has uh, seen her since. Uh, the cabin steward cleaning her stateroom reported her missing, because he had noticed that since the second night the room was untouched, uh, the bed had not been slept on or in, and um, he reported this to the purser and his supervisor. Um, fortunately, the supervisor told him to just continue as normal, to continue cleaning the room, although there was no one there, but to carry on as normal. When the ship returned back to port after the cruise ended, uh, the ship had to do the turnaround. That means get the passengers off, clean the staterooms, get everything ready for the new passengers to be boarding and the 
cruise will then continue on a new cruise. When the supervisor told the cabin steward to gather all of Marianne's uh, items and personal belongings from her stateroom, the cabin steward was told to dispose of them, not store them, but just to dispose of them and get them away and out of the cruise ship itself. Uh, no one informed her father, no one informed anyone of her disappearance. It's like they just wanted this to be like if she had never been on that ship. The father, unfortunately for them, uh, and rightly so, he began investigating where her daughter was because he had not heard of her for quite a long time now. Uh, he tracked to her credit cards and he tracked her purchasing a trip on that particular cruise. So he made uh, inquiries if she had been on the cruise. Uh, someone in the administration area confirmed that she was on that cruise and there was a CCTV camera footage snapshot of her on the cruise itself. So that was evidence enough that she had been on that ship. Then the doors were automatically closed in uh, his face and uh, because he was asking too many questions and rightly so, he wanted to know where his daughter was. No one knew apparently where she was because uh, she had been missing on the second night. So, cut a long story short, he started making inquiries. Um, they all went into deaf ears. He spent a fortune in private investigators who managed to track down the cabin stewards and confirmed uh, that he was ordered to continue as normal and then later dispose of the items. Unfortunately, um, she was never found. Uh, months later, the company, Corporation uh, Carnival, uh, sent a letter to Mr. Kandel Carver informing him that his daughter committed suicide because she must have jumped off the ship. Case was closed and to move on. Kendall refused to accept this because uh, his daughter had a lot of uh, things pending, including her own daughter. Kendall's granddaughter. So suicide was something that was totally off the books. That was not possible. So Kendall decided to investigate further and he realized that this was a common trend in cruise liners. He was amazed at the amount of uh, crimes that he was discovering actually occurred to happen on board cruise liners. That's why he formed the International Cruise Victim Association in America. And uh, the idea behind this was to spread awareness and change legislation to make cruising safer for everyone, passengers and crew members alike. So that is what sparked my interest and why I decided to write this uh, book to spread awareness and uh, make cruising that much safer. It all sounds very interesting, and like you rightfully mentioned, it's things that go amiss, unfortunately, and it's like sometimes 
when things like this, um, they try to cover them up because obviously the, uh, maybe the cruise line itself doesn't want a bad name or anything else, you know. And more than anything else, um, it's very important to highlight, obviously, when people go missing because they go, like you said, they do vanish without a trace and sometimes we don't realize how much damage it does because obviously it leaves a lot of questions unanswered and sometimes people will start to wonder as to why the person committed suicide or why they go missing in the first place. Even celebrities to this day, some of them go missing and we never hear from them again and it's happened with many in the past. Who would you say that um, inspired you to write this book in particular, like any local, any authors in particular whose style that you like, that you use as an inspiration for this book? One of my all-time favorite authors has been Stephen King. Uh, I've always loved the way that he manages to keep the audience intrigued. Um, his stories are so captivating, some of them in mysterious or, or simply are just dark thrillers. So, seeing the amount of information available by the International Cruise Victim Association and all the different types of crimes, I mean, we've got crimes that, uh, it, that is not only restricted to one particular crime, but it's amazing, it's a, a whole spectrum of, of, of incidents, that it has sufficient to write a novel based on this. And so, what I did was create a fictitious story about a girl that goes to on board a cruise liner, something happens to her, and then of course the father starts to investigate. He investigates even further and realizes there's been more incidents occurring. He also goes to the liner where more stuff happens to him. So what I did was I gave it a twist. Everything that happens on the book to them is based on true crimes that have happened to real passengers and crew members on board different liners. So although the story is fictitious, it's based on real stories and including real life story of what really happens to the girl. So it's you know it's it makes you open your eyes and wonder you know, wow, it's a lot of things to keep people um, aware of what is really happening out there. Also, the facts of why crimes are happening, because on a cruise ship, they're statistically proven that there are more crime occurring than in any, any metropolitan city in the world. This is something that it can be uh, totally unbelievable because it's, uh, you know, how can that be possible? People still continue to go on a cruise. But the, the reality is that people are in their own minds in a bubble. They assume that it's safe. They assume they will be looked after and the family members if they have children or the loved ones, they will all be secure because they will be in this vessel surrounded by water. So what can possibly go wrong? The reality is everything can go wrong. From the moment the person steps on board that ship, 
that ship is registered in a different country. And that's the first misconception. It's called flag of convenience, which means everything that happens on that ship is governed by the jurisdiction of that country. So let's say a scenario, someone goes to Florida and boards an American ship. Unfortunately, that American ship is registered in the Bahamas or Bermuda. So everything that happens on board that ship to that person happens under the jurisdiction of the Bermudan authorities, which means there are no policemen on board any ship. All they have are security officers. So the police officer from the Bahamas or Bermuda or wherever country the ship is registered in, that's normally on the other side of the world, has to be flown to the ship to conduct their investigations. Especially if it, the incidents which frequently do occur in international waters. So here's another loophole that unfortunately people who do crimes are aware of and they take full advantage of to get away with their crimes. The main crimes on board cruise ships are three. The first, sexual assaults. The second, pedophiles. And the third, missing persons. It is definitely a lot of information, like you said, that people don't think about. It's a, uh, I'm a cruise person myself. I've only been on one. But, I mean, it's, I automatically assume, like many other people, like you said, that it's safe and everything else. But, of course, the reality is maybe we're not safe because of the loopholes that you mentioned right there in particular. Uh, gathering, gathering from what I've read on social media, and obviously what I've seen that you've shared on your own personal uh, Facebook profile, uh, the book has had a lot of success and can you tell us a bit more about that success is it more from people who, who actually had maybe family members who have gone missing or people who are very inspired or very interested in the stories about even though it's fictional well the um, feedback and the reviews that i've been receiving and seeing in Emerson and in social media and so on have been from people from all parts of the world uh, from the States, from uh, New Zealand, from Canada, from Europe, um, and so on. Um, as far as I'm aware, um, some people who have had uh, loved ones um, suffered crime have also uh, read the book and they've also uh, given me positive feedback about this book. And um, other people who have uh, no uh, connections to cruises or, or crew passengers or crew members who have read the book um, also have given the same feedback which is uh, uh, a great thing that the book is out there giving all this information and um, spreading the word making it try and make it safer for everyone to have a safer cruise so the book is aimed at everyone it's not aimed at a particular uh, type of person because everyone can fall victim on a cruise anyone of any age so it doesn't really matter from where the person is or how old the person may be the moment you step on that vessel to the moment you leave that vessel after the cruise 
you are surrounded by complete strangers who, although may have a smile on their faces to greet you and look at, and supposedly look after you on the cruise, you don't know the background, you don't know who they really are, or even the passengers that you meet. Again, uh, you don't know them, all you know is what they're telling you. And they could be people that want to do some sort of crime against you or someone in your party. Uh, so always be vigilant and of course never give out any information about yourself while you're on a cruise. So try and not fall victim at any stage during the cruise. So stay safe. What you've just said reminds me of a quote by Jim Carrey who says, who do you really know even when they're standing right in front of you? And this is very spot on with what you're trying to achieve and trying to say in what the book is about and everything else. More than anything else, Martin, obviously you've gained a good response internationally, also locally. Are you working on anything else at the moment? Are you planning on writing a sequel to this book or maybe diving into more cases similar to the subjects of this first book in particular? Well, David, there's so much uh, information to write a sequel and a series of uh, books about this. So, um, yes, I have considered writing uh, a sequel uh, based on further information that I have available to me. But I also want to make um, uh, a film based on this book. So that's uh, that's in the pipeline. And apart from that, it's uh, just keeping my head down and writing away and um, hopefully making the world a bit safer for everyone in the cruise industry, that is. Well, it's certainly a, a lot to think about and a lot to accomplish. I'm sure you'll get down to it and I'm sure you'll ace as you have with this book in particular. For those who want to purchase the book, where can they purchase it? And more than anything else, apart from the, the book itself, um, I want to personally thank you for the interview and for granting your time and to commend you on the book in particular. I mean, I've got it saved on my Amazon Kindle and I can't wait to dive into it. And I'm sure it's a great success, like the reviews that, that I've read and uh, from feedback and everything else I was into before has been fantastic. And I commend you on your hard work, on your research, and three is, is speaks volumes, especially when it comes to a subject like this. So I can't thank enough, Martin, for your time. For and more than anything else, apart from your time, it's very important to, like you said, as you can't actually dive into the subject and actually toss it aside. If that makes any sense, it's something that we need to talk about more. So I commend you on that, and as well on the book. Thank you, David. The book is available, as you've rightly said, in Amazon worldwide on paperback and Kindle version. It's also available in the States um, in um, a number of uh, agencies. And um, on the 23rd of February at 6.30 in Gibraltar at the Garrison Library, it will be the official launch where there will be some paperback versions available for the public and I will be in hand also to dedicate and sign them if they wish so once again thank you very much for the opportunity and um, I look forward to uh, having more feedback and uh, more positive reviews 
Have a good afternoon and stay well. And that concludes Cultural Corner. Thank you, Martin. We'll be back with episode four next week and more interviews to come and the third one down. And again, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I would like to thank all of you who are downloading the show, checking it out. And you can find the podcast on on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. So thanks for listening. Thank you, Martin. I'll be back next week with more Cultural Corner.